you see that zombie over there? It doesn't want you for your body. It just wants you for your brain. You're listening to Podcast Detected. Now, run. Hi everybody, it's Steffi here from Podcast Detected and today I'm joined by Zalia. Hi everyone. Today it's going to be kind of feelings everywhere. More than likely. Many, many gross feelings. Mm-hmm. Because today we're talking about Simon, the wonderful runner free. I'm, I'm just overcome by emotion already. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's fine, because I feel that totally. <laughs> so we, we apologise for any uh, gushing and, and tears that may come up during the course of this podcast. This is very true, because Simon brings up a lot of feelings, and they're not all good. Some of them are very, very painful. To be honest, to begin with, why don't we start off with our first impressions? I think we should. Yay! Uh, So, Simon first shows up at the very end of season one, I believe, in mission 21. Yeah. Um, and he's he's kind of introduced as, well, he's Runner 3, and you kind of assume that he's zombie bait. Yeah, uh, you pretty know, much. Um, he, he, you kind of assume he's just going to show up, and he's going to die to show us how serious everything is. Um, and then he's reintroduced in Season 3, in Mission 3... No, season two in Mission Three. Oh, I'm so confused by the seasons at the moment. Uh, season two, Mission Three, and uh, side mission one. So, um, my first impression of him, well, he he's he's a Joker. He he's kind of a, a comic relief character. He he makes dumb jokes. He he pretends to be a cowboy herding zombies. Um, he's a bit of a dumbass, but he, he's quite first, fun. Your your first impressions pretty much seem like the same as mine. Like you kind of see him like he's a dork, basically. He he pushes some characters too far, and and he he seemed like he would be a fairly minor character. Oh, how wrong we were! Oh yeah. I don't think kind of when we first meet him, we don't really expect that about. A couple of missions later, we're going to be just crying over everything. But yeah, he's a pretty popular character, though. He is, actually. He's, I think he's, like, third most popular character in the Delicious Index. I think so, yeah. Just after Jack and Eugene. Oh. That doesn't surprise me if they're first, actually. No, no, they, they are lovely. But yeah, Simon being like third or something doesn't surprise me either. No, he he kind of ran into our hearts. Yeah, it was... <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. But yeah, I don't think we all expected to just be hit with a barrage of feelings, and when it did, it like exploded in our faces. <laughs> It really, really did. He's a joker, he's a dork, and I literally, I loved him, like, right off the bat. 
Yes. I uh, I was pretty fond of him right from the start. It's nice to have a character who can seem so lighthearted in the middle of the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, because he's, like you said, like, herding zombs. Pretending to be a cowboy. Yeah, not something that, like, everybody would do. Like, I wouldn't see most of the other people in Able Township doing something like that. Well, I think even Jody says of uh, something like, um, of course you'd be happy about this. Yeah. Or you'd be enjoying this. I love the thing as well where you've got, like, one of the side missions and he's, like, a yoga buff as well. Yeah. He he said he took yoga for, like, 12 years or something and can contort himself into a variety of painful-looking positions, which are very good for horizontal activities. Yeah. (laughs) Which is... (laughs) I think that's another thing that I really like about Simon as well, is the fact about how he jokes about stuff like that. Yeah. He thinks of himself as a bit of a ladies' man. He he does. He, He is very much a flirt but kind of harmless with it. I don't know, you never get the impression that he's really pushy about stuff. He'll kind of, like, take a step back. Unless it's winding up Eugene. Yeah. In which case, there is just no end. No holds barred. The next section we have is by the wonderful Liz, and it's a review of Neighbourhood Necromancers. Hello, this is Liz, and today I'm not going to review a fanfic, but a game. A game for iOS and Android called Neighborhood Necromancer. Why do I talk about this app on a Zombies Run fan podcast? Because it was written by Gavin Ingles, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, who is also a writer of Zombies Run Season 3. And some of you might have read about the game on the official Zombies Run blog and might have been wondering if the game is worth buying. And well, dedicated to this fandom as I am, I bought the app and I played it several times to give you this review, which hopefully will help you in your decision whether or not to buy it yourself. Neighborhood Necromancer is a text-based choose-your-own-adventure game. You get short parts of the story and every now and then you get to decide where to go or what to do. A bit like our own choose-your-own-adventure segment here, only done by professionals. In the game you can choose the protagonist's gender, which I like, Though, unfortunately, there are no third gender options, which might be annoying for people who don't identify as male or female. But on a plus side, you also get to choose the gender of your love interest. The story is rather easy. You're a normal young person growing up in a rather boring small town and then stuff happens and you suddenly own a mysterious bone, which allows you to command the dead. With that new power of yours and your small army of zombies and skeletons, you can now decide what to do. Do you want to take revenge on all the people in the town that wronged you? Do you want to try and hide and go back to school? Or do you want to raise an even bigger army, all while trying to figure out what the military has to do with everything? If this might sound like a really dark game, it kind of is, at least a little. I mean, it allows you to not only scare townspeople, but to also kill them every now and then, but... Hey, if you have always wanted to be the villain of the story, this might be your chance. And the game also manages to be really, really funny, while also being a bit morbid. And you might even discover one or two Zombies Run references in it. A big yay for that. One big advantage of the game is that you can play it without internet access. Once you've downloaded it on your iPhone or iPad or Android device, it will no longer require internet access. 
And the big question regarding all kinds of choose your own adventure stories or games is, of course, how much do I gain from replaying it? Now, I played the game three times to find out how much the story varies depending on what decisions I make. Will I get a totally new story or just the same story with alternate details? And I must say I was a little disappointed, to be honest. For some decisions I got a new scene or a new chapter or a different scene, which was nice, but many decisions, especially in the beginning, led me down the exact same path every time I played it. Like I decided to uh, run away the first time I played and I decided to fight the second time and I still got the exact same scene as a result. I mean, while you can get new scenes or additional scenes, the overall story arc seems to stay more or less the same, only your death toll varies. So yes, you will not get a bunch of different stories, but I still enjoyed replaying it and I'm still going to keep on playing it. There is some value in replaying it and that's because it's a good story and it's well written and it's fun trying to find all the possible scenes and outcomes of the story and once I try to be the most reasonable and normal person and making the most normal decisions and see what happens and the other time I try to be the most sociopathic strange person I could be and try to figure out what happens then. So it, it's fun. You, you can play it several times. Now, bottom line, would I recommend the game? Yes. Yes, I would. I quite enjoyed it and I think that other people will enjoy it as well. So if you like zombies and being evil and if you like choose your own adventure stories and overall well-written stuff, I'd say give it a try. The best thing is that you can play the first three or four chapters for free, so there is nothing to lose. Download it and you'll get a good glimpse of the story and a good impression of what the game is like. And, you know, if you like it, which I'm pretty sure quite a few of you will, you can buy it. It's about three euros, I guess. And even if you don't have an iOS or Android device, you can also play it online. You find Neighborhood Necromancer in the iTunes store and in the Android store. Just search for Neighborhood Necromancer, that's two words, and Neighborhood is written with an O and a U, not just with an O. If you want to play it online, you can find it on choiceofgames.com. All in one word, choiceofgames.com slash neighborhood dash necromancer something something. Oh, well, it's, it's rather difficult, but you all know how Google works, so just Google Choice of Games and Neighborhood Necromancer and I'm pretty sure you will find it. That's it for today's review. Check out the game, let us know if you liked it. Until next time, bye bye! So the next section we have is all about our headcanons and feelings. So basically it's going to be about 10 minutes of me and Zalia crying. Yeah, sorry. Because <laughs> we, we both have a lot of feelings. Oh uh, yeah, anyone who has seen my tumblr knows my feelings about simon lachlan i feel like your tumblr basically sums up the feelings <laughs> <laughs> i i feel happy that i pretty much single-handedly started a pairing i know <laughs> i feel like you should be really really proud about that i mean it, it's in canon it's canon it's just also I, I think i was the first one to ship it or i know or, or to at least dedicate myself to shipping it. For anyone who, who doesn't follow me on Tumblr, 
I, I really, really ship Simon and Janine. You wouldn't think it would work. Like, Janine is so spiky and Simon is so not. Yeah. But... It just does. Especially when uh, Simon flirts with her, she, she, she seems pleased by the flirting and calls him by his, like, real name instead of Runner 3 or Mr. Lachlan. Yeah. And it, it's very, very cute. I am on board with it 100%. <laughs> Some more headcanons then. I, I guess we, we had an interesting headcanon is, is about Simon's past. So we know a little bit about his past. You know, he was raised by his nan, who was very, very Catholic. He, he I, I think he went to a, a Catholic school run yeah. by nuns. This is canon, by the way. We haven't got to the headcanons yet. Um, so I think the headcanon we had is, is about his school days, is I always headcanon he he di- he wasn't really close to anyone. Yeah, I I get that completely. So for me, you know, he, he wasn't, like, super popular. Um, he, 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 he kind of had people he knew in a friendly way, but he was never close to anyone, and he just created this joking idiot persona yeah almost like the class like like the class clown basically. yeah um just to kind of get himself in there i feel like it makes people underestimate him it makes people think sort of well towards him and just not look too closely at how he was feeling yeah i can see him kind of having more like acquaintances than actual close friends. Have you got any headcanons about him? I don't know, at one point I did kind of have this head this headcanon where with him and Jodie. Yeah. Um, you know, like for a while I sort of thought like, oh maybe there's like a thing going on, like just kind of like the way they kind of act towards each other. Yeah. Because they like to begin with they seemed very like close and obviously with Simon being really, really flirty. Yeah, I, I can see that. It's a really cute ship. Yeah. I, I like it. I, I think they'd be really sweet together. As much as I love Simon and Janine, at the same time, that I also feel like that could have been like a really interesting route to go down. We did have some really, really cool headcounts sent in by Maximilian Carnage. Two of them were actually going back on the um, school days front. Yeah. And he wrote... I have a feeling he was never a popular kid at school, bullied maybe, until he became cunning and opportunistic enough to make alliances with the bullies and avoid humiliation that way. Which, actually, I can kind of see that. I, like, I can definitely see that. I think he'd be pretty good at um, getting himself in there with the people. Yeah, because, who... like, let's be honest, Simon's a smart guy. Like, he's not an idiot. Oh, he, he's very smart. I mean, he, he owned and operated five gyms. Yeah. Successful gyms. You know, yeah, that's like, not something that's particularly easy to do. Yeah, like, he, you know, he knows what he's doing. He knows what his goals are and basically how he's going to get to them. Yeah, he, he's, you know, and he does show some pretty good tactical intuition at times in the game. And I, I can't say any more because it's massively spoilery. We've decided we're going to kind of try and keep this as spoilerless as possible but yeah um 
Maximilian Carnage goes on to say his tales of his grandmother raising him and saying he was a bad kind kind of like go with that idea, which makes a lot of sense as well. Yeah, he, he's... It was kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy in so many ways. Yeah. He he was told he was bad, so he kind of had to prove it. Like, rebellion, basically. Yeah. And they also go on to say uh, the bullies probably also laid off him a bit in his teens as he got a growth spurt and became bigger and stronger. Agreed. Yeah, I, I've always seen Simon being, like, a tall guy. I, I tend to view him as pretty tall, um, a runner's physique, so, or, yeah. or a swimmer, so... Uh, yeah, because I mean, like, he was a total gym nut anyway, so... Yeah. And his other two head cannons were that he never, um... I'm also going to add that there's a little note at the beginning of this, which is, says, this makes me sad, with a little sad face, which I totally feel, because I feel like that's how most people feel when it comes to Simon. Agreed, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he went on to write, I never really had a, a firm mental image, but given he ran a chain of su- successful gyms, and also given his perhaps more dubious character traits, um, but maybe he should have cast American Psycho era Christian Bale in this role. Ooh. Yeah, which I really like, actually. Interesting. I can kind of see it. I, I am I am intrigued. <laughs> and yeah, he also went on to write, outwardly, he gives the impression of being easygoing, but it's anxious and insecure underneath. If you looked in his eyes, you'd see fear and insecurity, which I definitely feel. Oh, like, I can totally see where you're coming from. I, I feel all of these head cannons uh, like a punch to the gut. Yeah. So basically, Simon feels. <laughs> oh, so many Simon feelings. Again, I have a lot more head cannons, but they're all really, really spoilery. Yeah, same. I'm trying to like figure out how to put it but it's not gonna work it's it's hard he's a very spoilery character yeah i'm sorry you're gonna have to edit so much of this out that's all right (laughs) yeah um so speaking of which we're going to be talking about simon later on in season two so if you're not up to there yet you might want to stop listening yes Uh, timings will be on the website yeah we'll put it down below so you can happily skip ahead and not ruin everything so should we start off with this other headcanon well this other favorite moment i think we should (laughs) so well i'd have to say that my absolute favorite moment with simon was when he completely betrayed all of us tried to murder everyone at able township and got our friends killed I just love his quirky sense of humour and his selfish and really fucked up issues. He's my absolute favourite runner and I really, I totally don't want to kill him. At all. You heard nothing. All of that is completely accurate. Yeah. I feel like we've found someone that's maybe not so much of a Simon fan. Which is fair enough. He's an, he is an asshole. This, yeah. He, no, he, he is a terrible, me. terrible person. There was discussion of, of whether he should get a redemption plotline. Yeah. I, I kind of want this redemption plotline because I think it fits with his um, sort of theme, the, the religious themes of him. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think the only ending for that redemption plotline is him dying. Yeah, which I am not really ready for. No, it would be very, very sad and heartbroken, but he... They can't forgive him 
you know yeah. what he what he did is too awful that's what so you can't you know just kind of forget about yeah. it yeah yeah, he. There is no way they can just welcome him back, and it would be cheap if it did happen. Yeah. Um. So I think the best thing that could happen is people Janine get some closure, and Simon dies. Maybe trying to do something that earns him a kind of redemption. Yeah. Or you know, even just just something to kind of prove that he to to go against what he always believed he was yeah so to kind of be like it's not all bad i tend to think a lot of what he did especially in 39 is self-sabotage yeah um you know he would probably have got away if he hadn't have kidnapped karina yeah but no, I, I mean, he can run faster without carrying a child. Abel wouldn't have come up against him. You know, it wouldn't have been so imperative for them to go after him if he hadn't kidnapped Karina. He could have stolen Ed's motorbike. Yeah, that would have been a, probably a better route to go um, than stealing the child. And, and I tend to think he had plenty of opportunity to poison the water supply and didn't, but... Uh, so... Yeah. I, I like to think that part of him was realised how awful he is and that he wanted them to stop him. But yeah. he's a terrible person. He is a... But yeah, we all love him. Well, most of us. Uh, I think my uh, my other headcanon, which is slightly crackish, um, but I want to write a fic about it, is um, Simon doesn't know who his dad is. Or we get yeah. the impression that he never knew who his father was. So I, I, I like to think that it's actually Van Ark. Oh, that'd be quite interesting, actually. It would. Because it would actually, like, it would explain a couple of things as well. But no, that I'm... I, I think there are just interesting things to be done with that idea. I mean, it's so Star Wars, but... We also had another headcanon come in. Uh, this is the one from Liz. Ah, oh, right. Weeks after finishing season two, I stumbled across a song that had been in a music library for ages. It was called Phantom Theme by Paul Williams, and it's from a movie, Phantom of the Paradise. It's really beautiful, and it fits Simon Car- Simon's character in season two frighteningly well. Now, whenever I hear that song, I think about Simon and what kind of person he was. It makes the song even sadder. Which, I don't know if you've heard the song, but I totally agree with that because i remember i think liz wrote like a blog post about it and i listened to it then and it's just it's simon all over because i totally need more sad simon songs on my ipod hi again everyone devin here for the next choose your own adventure segment the solid weight of a rock seems to be your best bet you duck down as Simon and Sarah flank you on either side, and you grab several rocks, and you stick some of them in your backpack for quick refills when your hand's empty. Good thinking, Five, Simon says as he grabs one of the larger rocks right out of your hands. Despite the glare Sarah gives him, he bats the rock with his baseball bat, hard, sending it flying into the middle of a horde of fast-approaching zombies. 
four. He yells before turning back to you. Get it? Wrong sport, number four. Sarah snaps. And just like that, the zombies are on you. Simon and Sarah start swinging their bats like pros. And you have a couple of close calls, but your rock slinging seems to be on point today. Because the first few minutes go, well, they go pretty well, actually. Between the baseball bats and the rocks, the zombies are only barely being kept at bay. But it wasn't until a sharp pain erupts in your cap that you look down to realize you were focusing a little too hard on headshots and not enough on potential crawlers. Simon realizes there's a zombie attached to your leg moments after you and brings down his bat on it with a... It's hard to tell with zombie bits over your lower half, but you're pretty sure there's a rip in your pants from the zombie. And there's blood on on you, and by the feeling about your leg, you're pretty sure it's yours. You could have gotten it from running or something, right? Or maybe it was just a shallow cut from the zombie's nails? Five, don't overanalyze this, Sarah says, suddenly right next to you. We need to get you someplace safe, though, so we can have a closer look at that. Between the three of you, you've thinned down the horde, so you can hopefully run past the stragglers without too much of a threat. And you know going back to Abel when you're possibly bitten is not an option. So really, there isn't much of a choice, especially since you haven't heard Maxine's voice in a while. Do you A, grab Simon and Sarah, and get to that abandoned pharmacy. You'll have to go through the rest of the zombies on a hurt leg, but you feel comfortable with your fellow runners. You really should examine this with medical supplies. Or you could B, run into the cornfield. It's still to your back and it's still really creepy, but it seems to be pretty zombie-free and it'll buy you some time. If you don't want to risk going into the horde, it could be a good opportunity to form an escape plan. Or you could C, stay and fight till all the zombies are down. It's not very efficient and Sam would have an aneurysm if he found out you were even thinking about this. But with your hurt leg, you aren't going anywhere at your top speed. D. You could insist that Sarah and Simon run ahead of you. You'll slow them down if you, they try to, if you try to keep up with them. And if worse comes to worse, Abel should lose only one runner instead of three. And also, if things go downhill very fast and this is a bite on your leg, you don't know if they should be around you. You'd rather be alone than risk that. Okay, guys, so you have our four options. Get to the pharmacy, get to the cornfield, stay and fight more, or tell your fellow runners to go ahead of you. And yeah, you can submit your answers via the usual ways. You can send us a Tumblr message, send us an email, you can tweet us on Twitter. And yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. And you'll get your next segment in a few weeks' time. Stay safe out there, guys. Okay, so now we're going to talk a little bit about our favourite moments with Simon. So I have to say, I, I, I think the moment that cemented him as my favourite character was, uh, I think it's Side Mission 6, uh, Whack-A-Mole in Season oh, yeah. 2. It, it, it's a fun side mission uh, where he, he's just, you know, he's so bloodthirsty and so into this, in, into uh, killing zombies with, with baseball bats and, and, rank, and upping his score in the yeah. able zombie killing stakes. And it's just, I, I find it so funny. And I think it just gives you a good 
you know, it shows how lighthearted it is, but also how um, how dark he can be at times. You get the impression he's he's not quite right at times. I really, really like that side mission act, actually. And I've also thought of um, probably one of my favourites, um, actually, no, two of my favourite Simon moments, actually, are actually both side missions. Um, one of them is side mission 20 in season two, which is Zombie's Bike. Oh, yeah. Because that genuinely made me laugh out loud in the gym, which has happened to me a fair few times, but, you know, people still look at me like I'm some kind of crazy lunatic. You're not supposed to show emotion in the gym besides pain. Um, and the other side mission that I really enjoyed um, was um, side mission 15, which is Zombie Stretch. Oh, yeah, that, that's a good mission. I enjoy it. You know, it's basically after a mission, you know, general cool down and you've got Simon, you've got Runner 5, obviously, um, Jody, and, like, Sam and Sarah. Dean. Sam, Janine, and Sarah, and Jodie. Yeah. And, you know, they're all just kind of having a bit of a laugh. And you've just kind of got Simon, like, basically twisting himself into, like, all these really odd shapes. Because, like I mentioned earlier, the whole yoga thing. Yeah. And um, And, outrageously flirting. Yeah. Like, unbelievably flirting. You know, it's nice to have those kind of happier Simon moments. Uh, yeah. He, 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 he gives people feelings. Gives me uh, many awesome. feelings. Yeah. What an asshole. What a fantastic asshole. <laughs> <laughs> to be I fair, to, to go with his fantastic abs. This is, yeah. <laughs> you can't have one without the other, apparently. I'm never sure what to make of his relationship with Sam. Yeah, it's kind of... At first, I I don't know, I feel like they're kind of bros. Yeah, sometimes I feel like that, and sometimes I feel like Sam wants to punch him. Yeah. It's kind of like a a mix of the two. Like, one mission, they'll literally be, like, best bros, and then in the next, they won't be. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, Mission 16 of Season 2, where... Sam thinks Simon's died and then Simon comes back and Sam just sounds so happily happy and they're like quoting song lyrics at each other. Yeah. And it's just such a sweet moment. And then you've got later missions and Sam's like, oh, towards the end where Sam's like, that he, he never, he, he has such faith in Runner 5 that he never, that he would happily... Yeah, like he doesn't even give it like a second thought. And I don't know, I always find like that particular bit of that mission I always find really important and I just I'm not sure why I think it's just because it just gives me a lot of Sam feels so and the topic for next week is going to be shipping so feel free to call in and tell us all of your thoughts about your favourite pairings pairings you hate Pairings you think should have been and missed opportunities. We'd love to hear from you. So, that's about it for this week's episode, guys. Um, I hope you found it as painful as what we have. 
uh, yeah, we, we'll, we apologize for the gushing and, and tears and... And the rambling and the ranting. Uh, yeah. Also, but, we recorded it really late at night. <laughs> or technically really early in the morning. morning. So we hope you'll join us again for our next episode. Yep. And if you have any Simon feelings you would like to share... Then please don't hesitate to send in any of them. Because we would love to hear them, and I'm sure everybody else would as well. And also, if for the uh, Choose Your Own Adventure segment, um, as usual, you can leave a message in our inbox, um, on our email or over on our Twitter. And the links will be also down in the like little description below. Okay, we will see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye! Stay safe Bye. out there! Podcast Detected is a non-profit project brought to you by way too many people in a com shack. Zombies Run belongs to Six to Start. Music is Rich Groove by Jason Kessler. Questions? Want to submit a story or need more information? You'll find us on Tumblr or Twitter at Podcast Detected or email us at waytoomanypeopleinacomshack at gmail.com No runners were harmed during the making of this episode. Thank you.